Good morning and good coffee. This is Morning Coffee with Larry. And I hope you are all having a great day. Today is Thursday, May 9th, 2019. And I am looking forward to the day because I just have to work about half a day today because my wife and I have tickets to see a Cardinals game in St. Louis. We're not huge fans. I mean, we don't, uh, I don't follow the Cardinals, but when you get free tickets and it's to the, the local team, hey, it's going to be fun. So we're driving down this afternoon, uh, taking the uh, metro train into the city, which lets you off right in front of the stadium, and I am looking forward to it. I think it'll be definitely a, a good, fun time and a nice getaway. And uh, also sending out a big thank you to my sister-in-law who's going to uh, uh, watch my mom while we're gone um, so uh, we don't have to worry about her when we're literally out of state. So uh, anyway, I'm on my way to work. Uh, got, I allowed myself to sleep in today so there wasn't time to do the podcast early in the morning. So I'm doing it now. And I guess what I want to talk about today is kind of life lessons and keeping it on the light side. Um, I've shared you know, on the podcast, we live on the, the family farm. Uh, we uh, put up a new house this past year. And uh, we're kind of in the process as far as when it comes to what do you do on a 20-acre piece of ground. We are restoring the farmstead uh, to kind of like it was uh, whenever it was a working farmstead. And my grandparents lived there, and my, my dad was born on this piece of ground in the old farmhouse. So we've added a menagerie of different animals. And there are some interesting life lessons that you can learn from your livestock. And one of the lessons I would say is just because it's cute doesn't mean it is not going to be messy. And we had the opportunity to uh, have some baby chicks and baby ducks given to us. Uh, we have a good family friend who is a school teacher and she has uh, in the spring, the different classrooms have incubators and they hatch out uh, poultry. And then uh, once they hatch out, the teachers have to figure out what to do with the either baby chicks, baby ducks, baby pheasant, or baby quail. And so we have now uh, in separate makeshift brooder houses, which are actually Rubbermaid tubs with heat lamps and uh, wood shavings in the bottom. We have one tub with seven chicks and then we have another tub with six ducklings. Now baby chicks and baby ducklings are both just adorable. Uh, but I would say the one that has the higher cuteness factor is the, the ducklings. Because when you look down over the chicks they don't notice you're even around. They're just interacting with each other, not doing a whole lot typically. But when you look over at the ducklings, you will see two, three, maybe even four of them cock their head and look straight at you. They're just, they're, they just, they pay attention. They interact with you. You pick them up. They're just lovely and fuzzy, and they make their little baby quacky sounds. I mean, they're just, they're just stinking cute. 
Um, but there is a big difference when it comes to their relationship with water when comparing chicks and ducklings. Chicks will drink water when they're thirsty. And the water container that we have in there that, that you know, releases it out for them, um, they go through that, the chicks go through it probably one container every couple of days. The ducklings, on the other hand, are obsessed with water. They play in the water. They're fascinated with water. They don't know how to drink it without having it run out of the corners of their mouth. Uh, they're, they're just ducks. And they go through about four filled water containers per day. So where does that water go? Well, with the little chicks, if they spill any, it evaporates from the heat lamp. The ducks, nope. They just wind up with a nasty, soggy, yucky mess that's composed of water and wood shavings and mass quantities of duck poop. So my wife is having to pretty well clean it out every other day, if not every day, uh, so that they are not just in a sticky, yucky mess. Sometimes that's that's what happens with life. There's things that we may like. There may be things that are cute, but then they're messy. They get messy, and I guess the the, the hardest part of that lesson learned is I knew ducks were messy. I know that. You know, you have ducks at your pond. You're having to always look, make sure you don't step in the duck poop. That's all along the edge. Um, I had heard. You know, don't combine ducks and chicks together or chickens together because the ducks, they just ruin everything. <laughs> you know, I guess you could say ducks are the reason that we have that little saying, uh, you know, this is why you, we can't have nice things. You know, can't have nice things because we have ducks. Um, so that that's one lesson learned. Uh, the other lesson has to do with our miniature horses. Now, last fall, we had the opportunity to buy a couple of miniature horses. It was kind of a rescue situation. Uh, the people who had them were having health issues. They just, they really couldn't manage them. They were trying not to neglect them, but, you know, their hooves were getting too long. They weren't getting trimmed in a, a timely manner. And uh, so we wound up getting them very inexpensively. And they're, they're rough. They're, they're, they're miniature horses, but they're at the top end. Uh, if they were a couple inches taller, we would consider them ponies instead of miniature horses. So they're right there on that dividing line. And they're Jake and Elwood, uh, both uh, intact males, and they're nice, they're friendly, they come up to you. If you're working on something in the woods, they're right there with you, you know, wanting to see what you're doing. But I also knew that horses were hay burners. And if you do not have a big enough pasture area, they will completely destroy the pasture by eating it so close to the ground. Well, we have in our, our large goat paddock, and uh, it cut, the electric fence encloses, I'm going to guess, somewhere between six and eight acres. I've never technically measured it out, but we have woods, we've got uh, three uh, small pastures areas, um, and the goats 
generally prefer eating what's in the woods as opposed to the pasture. So I thought, okay, that can, that can handle two small horses. And last fall when we put them in, we had a lot of really tall grass in there because it wasn't being mowed and the goats just weren't taking care of it. Well, yesterday I was taking advantage of the several days of dry weather and got out and did some mowing um, around the farmstead and I also mowed the perimeter of the electric fence along the edge of the pastures. And I have to tell you, I was shocked. They had eaten those pastures that looked like they had been mowed by not like a, a regular riding lawnmower. They were very short and uh, I could look into the woods and the goats had really done a good job there. And I'm sitting here thinking, holy cow, you know, yes, I knew they were horses. I knew they were, you know, uh, grass burners, but my goodness, that is a lot of eating they have done. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is kind of like having teenagers. You know, you, they're cute when you have them. <laughs> when they turn into teenagers, they eat neat, 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 neat. And that's kind of what these these horses are doing. Now, this, this now brings uh, my wife and I to a discussion this morning. We're going to have to keep close tabs on this because it may be where our farmstead just can't support two miniature horses. We've got 30 goats and, you know, that, you know, of which probably 21, 22 of them are in this area and they don't eat near as much as horses do. These two miniature horses. So we're going to have to kind of rethink things. I'm hoping we can still keep them. We have a little pony cart we got. We found a harness from my pony when I was a kid and it's still in good shape. I'd love to be able to hitch up the horse Jake and take him for a, uh, a cart ride through the countryside. But, you know, you, you can't really afford to keep, you know, buy hay uh, to feed them uh, during, you know, the spring, summer, and fall when they should be just eating off the grass, especially if you're not actively doing something with them. So, again, a little bit of a, of a life lesson learned. Sometimes what looks like a, a really good deal and uh, helping out a situation, if you haven't thoroughly researched it and know that you can handle it, what you want to be a blessing may wind up becoming a bit of a curse. So, those are a couple of life lessons that I uh, wanted to share with you this morning. What are life lessons that you have learned? Uh, what are some of the things that you thought it was going to go one way and boy, it went different and you can, you know, you've learned about that? You know, um, drop me an email. Share a story. I'd love to share it with others. You know, if you want me to keep you anonymous, I have no problem doing that. Uh, but my email address is... Um, uh, for this is, gosh, what is it that I'm using for this? I, um, <laughs> just send it to farmstead at larryquicksaw.com. 
farmstead at larryquicksaw.com. That's the, uh, the one that I use for the Restoring the Farmstead podcast where I give people updates. So you can do it there. And hey, I may share it on both of my podcasts. All right. That's all I've got for today. So finish your coffee. I am almost to work. And uh, if you're going to the Cardinals game today, uh, wave at me. I'm sure I'll see you. <laughs> Take care. Have a great day. Bye.